welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast, to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. As always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. So, Connor, how was your ice cream? My ice cream was fantastic. Cornetto, hashtag not sponsored, but one of, mm. one of, the, one of the lovelier ice creams there are. Strawberry flavored, can't mm. be done in none of that chocolate nonsense. Oh, it's too okay. okay. Oh, Well, I say right. none of that chocolate nonsense. It did have white chocolate flakes on top. Just, just a kiss of chocolate. Oh, that you know. sounds good. That sounds very fancy, very posh. I don't know why. Raspberry and white chocolate, that always m- makes me think it's a, like posh. It does a little bit. It's its its got that yeah. feeling of um, a higher-end restaurant. Yes. They send you out a oh, bit of yes, cheesecake, some, got some coolie mm-hmm. over the top, a little bit of sprinkling yeah. of white chocolate. So is that your like go-to ice cream? No, it's just that it happens to be what the Tesco's around the corner from me has at the moment. <laughs> what what is your favorite ice cream my favorite ice cream i'm i'm a yeah. magnum guy yeah yeah i never used to be a fan of magnums but it's one of those things as, as i've as i've grown older i appreciate the simplicity of them uh-huh. a lot more uh even though they, t- they do taste really good me growing up my go-to was always a twister Used to love them. They were absolutely oh, I can't get so along good. with twisters. They're weird. They're like yeah. ice lollies with cream wrapped yeah. around them. Yes, it's like yes, yes. Oh. That, and as, as a kid, I used to like lick the cream from inside the the swirls, and then once that was done, then you get rid of the green, and then you just then stuck you with the red pole the in middle. the center. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, was, I was one of those weird. I, I, no matter what food I ate, there was a w- weird way to eat it. I don't know. Did you have to? You used to eat a Twix where you'd bite off the top layer in the caramel, then the chocolate around the outside, so you just left with the biscuit. Was that just me? So I will always eat around the edge of the Twix, but I don't yes. like okay. necessarily pulling the caramel off because then you're just left with biscuit, and that's the worst bit. Biscuit. Oh, see, I really like the biscuit. I don't know why. There are. I can never remember the name of these biscuits, but they're like biscuit on the bottom, chocolate on the top, but the chocolate just overhangs ever so slightly around the edges. And you yeah. have to, you just have to, you have to nibble all the edge bits first before you eat the rest yeah. of it. I can, un- I can understand that. Uh, for those of you a bit confused why we're talking about ice creams, uh, the UK is in the middle of a heat wave. While today's probably, the, the, it's been okay compared to the previous two days. Um, I'm glad we we weren't recording this yesterday. No. I recorded I recorded with Tommy. Uh, we did two episodes, and honestly, after it, I felt like I'd been in a sauna. I was dripping with sweat. Um, because for those of you that don't live in the UK, um, air conditioning in homes is is quite rare over here. Um, and houses are built to, you know, keep the heat in. So they basically turn into a massive oven. Uh, not exactly great when you're trying to record as well. No, I've, so, I've, yeah. I've once again got the fan on full blast next to me. I think I managed to nice. get it out last week, so I wasn't I wasn't mm-hmm. too fussed about bringing it back in and having it on. Yeah, it sounds okay. That's fine. There you go. That is it. We we want to be comfortable when we're doing this. I think we're quite quite united on that front. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> Connie. <laughs> Did you like that? It's Did you like so that so good? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, for those of you that that are a bit lost or just shaking your head at me, um, it's the, it's the Pokemon Unite one year anniversary. So we thought we'd uh, discuss a little bit about you know what is going to happen 
um, in Pokemon Unite to celebrate this, but also maybe our experience of the game, both the good and the bad? Sounds like a plan. I mean, I will state first and foremost, I dropped Unite a very long time Mm. ago. Yes. It's been Mm -hmm. a long while since I picked up Unite. I think second in fact the second season hadn't even rolled in before i dropped it right okay see i know why you've uh, i won't spoil it yet i know why you've dropped it and i am it's got better i love the game right yes i uh, yeah it has i love the game but all your criticisms are still valid right to this day are still valid so um Obviously, Pokemon Unite came out uh, one year ago. What what were your, you know, what were your thoughts on? Let, let's try and separate this out. What were your thoughts on the gameplay? So I've never been the biggest fan of MOBAs. Uh, I no. had a couple of friends back at university who were really into them. I had one who was really into League of Legends, and another one yes. who was really into Smite. Smite, yes. Right. So I take okay. it from that that you're quite a fan of MOBAs. I so I only started playing MOBAs. Uh, Could you explain for ooh. our audience what a MOBA is? Ooh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't tell you what what it stands for. Multiplayer what, online what... battle arena, I believe. Oh, okay. So basically, if you don't know what a MOBA is, typically it's uh, teams of usually between four and five. Uh, you have uh, multiple lanes. In those lanes, you have towers that you have to defend from the opponents. Uh, and in order to win, you basically have to destroy all the towers. Th- th- that's basically the simplest way to do it. There's a lot of other things that he- there's typically like different heroes with different abilities, different ways to upgrade. You've got minions and, and perks that that play um, play a part in that. So that- that's basically what-, what a MOBA is. Yes. <laughs> So you've played, so, how many of them have you played? So, oh, so I've never played League of Legends, even though, because the reason why is because I think it's gone on for too long for a newbie like me to, to jump into it, to be quite honest with you. That's fair. Um, I, uh, the first one I played, I think, was Dota 2. Oh, uh, like the um, original MOBA. The the very what was the first one once it well Dota was the first one Dota was the first one because it was what was it a patch to or a hack of because it wasn't originally a game um, it was like built off the back of something else I I did know that but I don't know what game it's built off uh to be quite honest with you um but Dota two is one of those that I have a love hate relationship with I. Sometimes I pick it up, I fall in love with it, I have really good games, and then I just tend to go on a losing spree, and then I'm like, right, I'm done, I can't, you know, you, you spend an hour playing a game, you lose it. So, kind of gave up on on that one. Then I got into a MOBA called Paragon, uh, which I don't think many people will know or uh, or have heard of this. Basically, it was, it was built by the same people that did Fortnite, uh, and... Fortnite, when Fortnite started to take off, they basically scrapped Paragon. And it's a shame because it was the best looking MOBA I've ever played. I, I The gameplay was just fluid. It was it was absolutely fantastic. Anyway, so that died. It was cancelled. So then that's when I discovered Smite, which in my opinion is a poor man's Paragon, unfortunately, even though it does have really good features. Um, Kind of put Smite down. And then we're Pokemon Unite was was announced and, you know, there was a bit of an uproar from the community about what is this? We didn't ask for this. I was one of the few people that was really genuinely 
excited for two things that I like, Pokemon and MOBAs, just kind of meeting in the middle. See, I got excited. It was Warcraft, by the way. It was based off Warcraft oh. 3. Oh, oh, okay. There you go. Um, I was excited when it came out because, again, as I said, I had a mate who was really into League of Legends. I had a mate who was really into Smite, and I tried to pick them up, but yep. they're not easy games to get into. No. And especially, as you say, with well-established ones, it doesn't matter if you're going in at like the rookie level. Everybody else is smurfing. Mm. Everybody mm -hmm. else is yeah. just on their alt account and grinding them up and... It's, you just get ruined and i yeah i'm not a very good pc gamer i never have been mm. keyboards mm. I, yes. I fail at keyboards my hands either aren't big enough or i'm not dexterous enough i don't know what it is i just suck at keyboard gaming so it's why i never got into any mmos and it's why i have always had difficulties with mobas so when right. pokemon unite came out and it was suggested that it was going to be a much simpler game all on control, really easy to get into, and would eventually be cross-platform with mobile. I was like, this is amazing. This is this yeah. is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. I like the way they like divvied up the different Pokemon. You had your attackers, your defenders, your speedsters, and things like that. I was like, all right, I could I could get into this. I played the beta when it released. Me and Lewis, my editor, played mm -hmm. for a good 20 odd hours over the weekend it like was in was beta. that was that the one where you basically had to get a japanese account That's the one. place it was all in japanese yeah oh yeah that was interesting <laughs> so i played through that couldn't read anything was literally like holding no. my phone up to it with google uh lens to translate the words and stuff like that oh clever but i was i was really excited for it because i was like well mm. you've got i had a little bit of a worry where they'd included loads and loads of different monetary systems like you had your yeah. gems and you had your crystals mm -hmm. and you had your coins and you had tokens and i'm like that's something you do on mobile games when you're trying to make people not know how much money they're spending yes. why is that the case because again when i was looking at it in japanese i was like it looks like the only thing you can physically buy is costumes you can, yeah. you can only buy the outfits, which has always been the case. Yeah, in which MOBAs. is fine. It's always yeah, been the yeah. case. You know, you go yes. Smite, League of Legends, all that kind of stuff. I've always had skins yeah. that you can put over the top and they're great. You know, it allows these free to play games to keep yes. producing more content. And they and do. They, they produce. Yes. I think MOBAs produce more content than any other gaming genre, mm -hmm. really. Well, when you think about like how long most MOBAs have been going for, and for the most part, they haven't had any major overhauls in terms of you know gameplay mechanics. It, it is it it's a testament to them that you know they're able to you know keep keep going and keep people engaged, probably because the gameplay is so good. But I think where you're going with this is typically. Those MOBAs, it doesn't affect gameplay. No matter how much money you spend, it does not give you a competitive advantage. No, because most of those games, you upgrade your character every single time you play. Yes. Especially like League of Legends is one of the ones I know specifically. You'll have more experience with the others, but to my knowledge, most MOBAs, you start a game with a character, mm -hmm. with your hero, mm -hmm. with your legend, whatever it is. And it is the base form of that. And then as you level up, yes. you basically go up 
trees. And you go, yes. I'll pick this over this. I'll pick this over this. I'll grab this item. I'll grab this perk. And that's how you and that's how you build your characters. It happens throughout the games. Whereas Unite did it very differently. Mm. They, they made it so that you had to attach your items before you played. And you could level up those items. Which means before mm. the but game even started, your Pikachu could be worse than someone else's Pikachu. But... But Connor, how would you upgrade said items? Well, usually you're supposed to play the games and you mm. earn points and then you spend those points to upgrade the items. And that's Makes fine. Sense. Mm. What I didn't realize playing the beta and I didn't realize for some time was because I saw, well, I don't have enough points, whatever points it is. I've completely forgotten all the monetary systems, but whatever monetary yeah. system yeah. you had to spend to upgrade your items, once I didn't have enough, I didn't try to spend them anymore. So I yeah. never saw the little hint box that said, mm. oh, by the way, if you don't have enough of those points left, you can always pay. And <gasps> that's when it suddenly became a case of, oh. oh. And I think it got broken down to like, if you wanted level 30 items, which is eventually mm. what you'll need to stay competitive. Yes. Yeah. It was like yeah. 200, 300 quid, something stupid. No, that much. Because of the oh, exponential wow. nature of it, because it yes, got more and yeah. more expensive to upgrade as it went on. That mm. yeah, and once I realized that, I was like, okay, mm. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. That was kind mm -hmm. of one of the things mm -hmm. I really hoped you weren't doing. Yeah, and it does make a difference. You like so I'm at the point in the game where I've got about six to nine items that are fully ranked. And I've, I've not paid a penny to upgrade them. And you can tell when you get into a game with people that haven't got fully upgraded items or haven't got the right items on their Pokemon mm -hmm. because certain, certain Pokemon benefit more with certain items. Um, and you can tell because early game, you just run through them and... Because of the way that MOBA's early game matters, where if you do get those initial kills and you 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 know destroy the towers, that competitive advantage starts to like accumulate, and it becomes harder and harder for your opponents to gain that lead back, or at least try to narrow that league that lead um, as you just get stronger and stronger. And I. So when I first started Pokemon Unite, I, I think one of the one of the reasons why I did so well to start with is because I, I think it brought in a lot of people that didn't know what a MOBA was, mm -hmm. and they was they saw it more of a, more of a um, oh it's it's got to kill as many opponents as I can, and obviously I'm there that's not focusing on killing. I'm focusing more on dunking the points, which makes me stronger, which makes it easier for me to you know knock out my opponents. So. Either the game, it, it, when the game first came out, even though I didn't like fully, I couldn't fully upgrade any of my items, I was still in advantage because I did know um, what I was doing. But there was definitely times where, you know, I'd go one-on-one -on -one with somebody and their damage output was significantly higher than mine. And the only thing I can point down to, because the levels were the same, you know, was their items are fully upgraded. Yeah. And that was it. As soon as <clears throat> as soon as it was a case of you could pay to win, mm. 
which was effectively what it was, is like yeah, the yeah, argument yeah. of, oh, well, actually, you're only paying to have an advantage. You, it still comes down to skip. You're paying nah. to win. Yeah, yeah. That was, is what was happening. Um, That wasn't even, like, the breaking point for me. I was still oh, like... Oh, was he not? Uh, okay. No, because to me, I was like, well, you can pay to get to level 30. Mm. And you will have a... Uh, an advantage but most of the perks from these items come in at level 20 mm. which realistically as long as you're not like spreading them out uh, spreading your points out too much you can reach level 20 in a couple of items yeah two or three items the items that you use the items for your mains fairly fairly quickly yeah like you can do it yeah. it's possible so i was like okay well I'll, I'll just run with this and yeah maybe somebody will have a slight advantage over me but I'll just have to be better than them. What really turned me off was the lack of information coming out about the game. Okay. So every few weeks, they would do ner nerfs and buffs. Yes. And they would say, uh, Garchomp, Gardevoir, and Lucario all got nerfs, and Charizard got a buff. Mm. They didn't tell you what got buffed, or oh, how right. much, or what by. Or, like, they didn't tell you, oh, you know, Gengar's cooldown has gone from one second to two seconds after using Sludge Bomb. And, and it's just like, this is really important information. Yeah, yeah. And instead, yeah. you're leaving it to just people on YouTube to go out and test this and work it out for themselves. Oh, wow. Which was annoying in and of itself. Mm. But what I really, really, really didn't like, and it was when Blissey came out that I finally pulled the trigger and dropped the game. Okay. Because I just got into playing Elder Goss. Yes. I bought Elder Goss. I really liked Elder Goss. I couldn't die as Elder Goss because I was such a good healer, mm -hmm. and I really liked playing that support Pokemon. But Blissey was coming out, and Blissey was also a support Pokemon. Mm. So the week before Blissey comes out, Elder Goss gets hit with the biggest nerf ever. So oh. it's completely impractical to use. So that when Blissey comes out, if you want to play a supporter, you need Blissey on your team. And I, I, that that was the point when I was like, nah. nah. No, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not investing my time, my effort, and in, in some cases, my money mm. into building up these Pokemon, learning to play these Pokemon, for you to go, well, actually, the one we're bringing out follows the same niche, so we're going to make the one you're playing now worse yes. so that you have to buy the new one. Yeah, I can... So, like, to play devil's advocate a little bit with with MOBAs, it is, it's not just Pokemon Unite. It, any MOBA is a constant, you know, balancing act of, you know, they, they introduce, like, a new weapon or something like that, and, you know, it has consequences, and then they do have to constantly tweak and you know keep up with the meta and stuff like that but the problem with unite uh, as far as i can see is they're not doing that for balancing reason reasons or they might be but it it looks like the main reason they're doing it is because you know a new pokemon's coming out if you want to keep up that you know that streak and ranked and get higher or keep keep where you're at well you you're probably going to want the the newest and best pokemon and the only reason it's the best pokemon is because the other the other pokemon that can compete with it in that same you know support or all-rounder or whatever class is well will nerf the other ones so then that yeah. new pokemon comes out and you go well i've got to have that pokemon and if you've always got to have that latest and and best pokemon 
well, then you're going to need the in-game currency in order to buy that. Ah, but the in-game currency doesn't actually come that fast, unfortunately. So, well, you're probably going to be able to choose the new Pokemon every now and again and cherry-pick the ones that you want. And if you can't afford it, well, guess what? Just give us your credit card details and we you can, well, you can get it. whichever one you want. In fact, there was even a point where, because they cap how many coins you can earn mm. per day, Oh. So it actually got to a point where you physically could not have earned enough coins. If you, if you, if you spent all your coins, you physically could not have earned enough coins mm. between one release and the next in order to buy the Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, this is, this is purely a money sink. Yeah. And that's the way, that's the way you're presenting it. That's the way you're wanting it to be. And it's got all the same addictive qualities that all mobile games have. Yeah. Oh, you log in and you get this reward. And then you've got to go through these menus and collect all this stuff. And then you've got your daily challenges and this, that, yeah. and the other. And it's like, oh, I just... So the, one of the things that, that did... By the way, we will come on to the good stuff about Pokemon Unite because the, the, there is some good stuff in there that I do want to touch on. But before oh, we... Oh, yeah, be, I don't hate no, this game no, by any stretch no, of the imagination. No, no. I really enjoyed it when I played it, yes. but I just can't play it anymore. Yeah. And these are the reasons yes um i think um one of the one of the things that really like d annoyed me was the um was the season pass the battle pass wh whatever it's called in this uh -huh. um now i did get the first one because i was like well it's a new game i'm excited to play it and typically you know it's a it's a free-to-play game if no one invests any money in it well that game's going away un un unfortunately um and you know there are whales that will invest a lot of money um, but at the same time, like, you know, when it first came out, the Battle Pass was on, well, on offer. I thought, you know what? I enjoyed, you know, playing the, playing the beta of it. So I'll invest a little bit of money. It wasn't a lot of money. But what annoyed me was they, they kind of split. The, 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 the terminology they used wasn't very, it, it didn't explain very well that, the all, season wasn't the season. Yes, the season wasn't the season. What you were paying for was part of the battle pass for part of the season, if that makes sense. So, which is, mm, I was really yeah. confused when it was like, well, you're still in season one. Um, the new, the new Pokemon and the new things have come out that you can earn, but you've got to buy the battle pass again. And I was like, well, hold on a second. I thought I bought the battle pass for the season. No, it turns out you bought the battle pass for the first part of the season. I was like, okay, well, there's no way I'm paying that again. And one of the reasons why is because that only lasted, I think, 30 days, something like that. Yeah, and it was something stupid. And the season's like three to six months. Exactly. And then you look at Fortnite, for example, where I have bought battle passes on that because I do, I do enjoy that game. And again, the money gets me the things, you know, the costumes that I want to wear, which are very few and far between, but I have put a little bit of cash into it. And that battle pass, though, lasts two to three months, sometimes four months, and it lasts a really long time. You get loads of different features for it. And... You know, it's it's very obvious when that starts and ends. And the great thing about the Fortnite one, it, you know, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but if you buy one, typically you can earn enough points to roll over the next two or three. So actually, you probably only need to pay £15 for the year and you get the full full battle passes. Whereas Pokemon Unite, I dread to think how much it's going to cost to get a battle pass for every single part of every single season throughout the entire year and when you couple that 
with all the other things you can spend your your real money on, it's a bit it, well, it's greedy ultimately. Yeah. No, it is. And there were when it got announced mm. and it was announced that it was being run by Tencent, people were immediately like this is going to be See, a See, I've grab. never heard be, be of prepared. Them. So I haven't got it in front of me, but yeah, people were kind of aware of Tencent okay. and what, what they do. Are they predominantly like free-to-play mobile games? As far as I'm aware, yes. Right, which as like... As far as I'm aware, uh, yes. I'll, I'll say this about the company. They've pulled together a beautiful... A hell looking, of a game. Uh, yes, I, I definitely agree. It's it, the way the battles flow and the functionality of it all... The different mons, the, all the different, like none of the mons feel the same, um, which other MOBAs I played, sometimes, you know, there's the several mons that you play, it's like mons, several heroes that you play, I'm like, oh, it's very similar to the one, you know, the other one that I've been playing as, whereas Pokemon, they all feel very unique in the niche that they play. Uh, one of the things that is a huge selling point for me on Pokemon Unite is matches are only 10 minutes, and you can play some of the matches that are only five minutes. Whereas most mm-hmm. MOBAs, 45 minutes to an hour, I, I haven't really got time, <laughs> time for that. And it's, it's infuriating when you put an hour, some games I've put like an hour and a half into a match and then you lose at the end and you can't but feel like you've wasted your time. Whereas Pokemon Unite, it's got a great gameplay loop of 10 minutes, you're done and dusted, right, you're back into the, into the next game. Um, and yes, but it's also a 10 minute game where only two minutes of it matter. Uh, the final two minutes, yeah. The Zapdos. final two minutes yes. are all that matter. Yeah, they, they, so that is one thing that for the life of me, I cannot understand why we've still got Zapdos. So it, every every MOBA has that. Every MOBA has a, you know, a powerful... Yes, some kind of powerful monster that... Um, in some way, typically buffs or benefits your team that early game you cannot touch, but late game it can make the difference between you, you know, gaining the lead or keeping your lead. Zapdos ultimately makes the first eight minutes pretty much not count for probably 95% of the games I, I've I've played. Typically, if you get Zapdos, you you're gonna win. Um mm-hmm. and for the life of me, I still don't know why they haven't change that like i i don't know if you've played um one of the quick games where it's avalog in the in the center now that's a very it's almost di- impossible to take down yes but one thing i do like about that is it doesn't function like zapdos basically it defends your zone so once you defeat avalog basically it creates a shield around your zone so it stops the opponents from scoring uh. in it and I, for the life of me i can't understand why they haven't changed zapdos because it, it's it, it it basically comes to because your your goals were already doubled in the last two minutes anyway, and then it's a case of your all your goals are now undefended. So it's basically Rotom on on acid. It's like just overkill. <laughs> and, and for the li- like and and like I I heard a lot of YouTubers complain about like the last two minutes just you know it, it's a Zapdos game. And it was, it's only been the last maybe three months when I've picked it back up that I found myself in that zone where, you know, 
eight minutes, you're doing really well. You've knocked out most of their zones, and then they just get lucky. They, they steal the Zapdos last minute um, uh, and then go on to win it, and it just feels downright dirty that it does that. Uh, I, that yeah. I, I would be okay if they nerfed it slightly and it was a case of, okay, only it only makes the two closest goals undefended or something like that, just to balance it, balance it out in some way um yeah that's an, that's another gripe isn't it the blooming zapdos right have we, got, have we got any other gripes before we move on to the good stuff any other gripes uh again i tried to log on recently the amount of the amount of like collectibles mm. and stuff is just way too much it's got it's the amount the amount they charge for the skins yeah is disgusting yeah you know, thirty dollars was it? Thirty dollars for Ninetales skin at one point? No, for, yeah. for a digital asset that you don't own. You, you, it was you don't something own it. stupid like thirty or forty dollars. Nah, nah. Um. So yeah, I'm not happy with the amount they they charge for those no. things. Um. I don't. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to think of things that just ah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Let's move No, let's, no, I've got no more gripes. Okay. Let's move let's move on to to the good stuff. So, obviously your MOBA experience and then coming mm-hmm. into this. What what are your what are your thoughts around like the MOBA experience of this game? So, it's limited. Yeah. I I I from the other ones I've played it is limited. The fact that you've only got like three lanes or well, you've, you've effectively only got two, got two yeah. lanes in a jungle. Yes. You know, it's it's very odd. Mm. Um, I think the jungle is limited in and of itself. Yeah. I think the lack of minions yeah. to also defend the tower yeah. is odd. Yeah. But that's why it was accessible to me. Yes. Yes. It's very you know, simple. It, yeah. And I've seen people play this with their kids and stuff yeah. and both have a great time. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's easy to pick up. Yeah. And the Pokemon almost give it that accessibility because you're like, well, it's a Pikachu. I know what a Pikachu does. It does electric attacks. Yeah. And I know, like, it'll either. I, if I see Thunder, I kind of know what Thunder does. I know what Electric Web does mm. without having to have an in depth knowledge of this game in particular. Yeah. You know, my background in Pokemon will give me some hint to what things can do mm. the the one thing i will say though is my background in pokemon does not let me know if something is a physical or special attack oh i still don't i still don't get the difference between between that it still confuses me i i is it literally just you know a what the pokemon in pokemon unite it's either a physical or special attack and therefore you need the items that boost that stat. that that's correct mm-hmm. right yeah, it's either a physical attacker right, okay. or a special attacker. So, for instance, like Charizard is a physical attacker, despite the fact that most oh. of its moves are flame thrower. Right, okay. <laughs> right, so that, that can be... Because I, for the longest time, I thought that all Pokemon had physical and special. So physical was like just your physical, normal, basic attacks. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. special was your moves. That's what I thought it was. So it was um, it's quite shot when I found... When I, kind of figured out um that that wasn't wasn't the case unfortunately um one of the big differences between this and and i think every other moba that i've ever played is um is minions or whatever they're typically called 
in yeah. Pokemon, the minions are just pre-placed around the map and they don't typically move unless you aggro them. Whereas in every other MOBA that I've played, you have minions that spawn through from the base on both sides and those minions make their way along the paths to kind of do battle with each other and try to destroy the opponent's bases. And that's where the heroes come in because the heroes either, you know, encourage them, push them along by killing the opponents or... um or they kind of sit back and, and defend while the minions head out. And there isn't that. And it's only when I've started playing a, another MOBA um, this week that I suddenly went, oh, yeah, there's no there's no minions that kind of roam in this game. But I, I guess that's one of the, this, the, the things that makes it a bit more accessible is there isn't as many rules or functions and features that you need to know to truly access this game. To access it, no. To be good, yes. Different story, yes. To to know your rotations, to know when to go for Dreadnought, to know when yeah. to go for Rotom, to know if you're gonna team up and take out the bottom base, or whether you want to actually leave it on one point so somebody can come in and yeah. overdunk it yeah. later, but or maybe we'll just leave it up entirely to get you know the Zapdos points, or wait till the last two minutes to get double points mm -hmm. in it, mm -hmm. uh, and then also if we take it out now, then they get the odd no spawns and. There's a lot yes. of strategy to it, despite its simplicity. Definitely. I, I remember, um, this was ages ago, when we played with the rest of the kingdom. And mm -hmm. I just remember being on the, on, the, on the Discord call, and I was like, oh, I'll go jungle. And you were like, you know what jungle is? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, wait, what, what do you mean jungle? The middle part, the middle part. And it was just good to be able to get into get together with with someone else that understood that like if i'm going jungle everyone else stay clear of jungle stay out of it just just leave it to me i'll deal with that you just protect the lanes and push where you can and then eventually once i'm you know stronger because typically you know whoever's in the jungle stays in the jungle then we'll level up faster level up faster and then every now and again comes off and helps to push one of the lanes and pick off opponents and stuff like that and the, the it's one of the frustration frustrations actually is when when you play with some people and they just wander into jungle and you tell them oh. to retreat and they don't and then they steal your kills and you're like well fantastic i've not evolved now um so now i'm on the back foot and i go to the top of bottom lane to get killed but actually that is one of the good things about this game is the implementation of evolution i really like the way they've done that yeah it's done pretty well mm. it's done pretty well because i can't think of any other MOBA where your hero physically changes while you, you know, progress through the through the battle. Uh, typically, you upgrade, you know, whatever the MOBA might be, it might be, or you upgrade the items um, or their abilities and stuff like that. And obviously, you, you you upgrade them differently in this game, but they are there. But obviously, that that evolution feature, I really like um adds a bit of strategy to it as well in terms of figuring out okay do i hold back and evolve first or do i just kind of go in and try to you know take on my opponents when i'm not you know fully leveled it, it introduces up? something interesting like purely mechanical wise you have these big jumps and spikes in sort of damage output suddenly or defensive capability as it may be and you've got like Early game Pokemon like say Ninetales who evolves at like level four, I think it is. Yeah. So they can they can evolve really quickly and suddenly just bully lane. Just yeah. bully lane. You've got Pokemon like Snorlax and Lucario who don't evolve. So all through the game, they are powerful, 
they're more powerful at the beginning when everybody else is weaker and kind of slope off at the end. And then you get the other ones that are like Guard of War and Garchomp who really need carrying yes. for the vast majority of the game until they turn on and come online really late on and just destroy everything. Mm -hmm. But you can shut them down really early if you know what you're doing and then they'll never come in online and they're not a threat. So it's 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 interesting that that evolution mechanic allows for these big jumps in capability as it were. Definitely, definitely. I am um, one thing that I do like about this um and a, a couple of other MOBAs have it is that you know you've got you've got your ranked and standard standard 10 minute matches that are on the same map with the same minions and everything but Pokemon Unite introduced something from the launch I think where it rotates between a couple of other maps uh, and game modes uh, which I quite like did you ever get a chance to play any of them no so to my knowledge at least when I was playing the only map or the only different maps that you could play and the only different mm -hmm. game types was in the short games. Yeah. Was in the two-minute games. Then you had slightly different game types. You had different maps and stuff like that. That's the one where you found Avalog. Yes. But yeah. the main game was just... It was it was the main map. Oh, no, that, that that's that's still the case. Like, when you're on standard and ranked, like, that you, you are still playing the same map with the same Pokemon as you did when it launched... But there are a couple of quick matches, like you just mentioned, the one with Avalog, the one with all the, you know, the, the traveling platforms that just speed you ahead as well. Um, and they've got a new game mode, which I absolutely love because it's just chaotic, and I love chaotic games, where certain... So it's the same map, but the smaller version. And when you knock out certain Pokemon, you can become them. Um, yeah, this is the one where I saw people running around as like Reggie Gigas. Yes. Oh, yes. It was so much fun because you're basically playing as an overpowered Pokemon that can't dunk, but just cause absolute chaos with how much damage they can they can ah. do, which gives a good reason for going out after the bigger ones. Because if you just leave your opponent to take them down, suddenly they've got an Articuno or Regigigas or something really powerful. And it gives you the benefit of a second life. So if you knock out Regigigas, for example, and then you're running around as Regigigas uh, and you're on a time limit, if, you, if your Mon gets knocked out, it reverts back to its original form, which basically means you've nice. got an extra life. Um, so it's it's a really, really fun game mode. And I am liking the fact that, you know, even a year on, they have introduced a couple of extra game modes. Um, so hopefully they will release more in the future. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether or not they change the map up anymore. Uh, most MOBAs typically they they make changes and tweaks to the map over time. Sometimes it's not massive, but I have played a couple of MOBAs where they've completely overhauled, like Paragon that I was talking about earlier. They completely overhauled the map, like from scratch. Like it was a completely different map with completely different like lane lengths and jungle areas. So it is. it does happen every now and again. I think Smite has like three or four different maps now as well. Oh, does it? Or at least the last time I looked oh, at it. Oh, yes, because it's got like, um, one of the ones I used to like was single lane. So there's only one lane. Um, and obviously you've got, I think, three or four heroes battling out on each team for one lane. It's, it gets really chaotic. I think one thing I'd like to see from this is maybe a three-lane version at some point. Mm -hmm. Um maybe you know three lanes maybe 15 20 minute game time so 
you know, for those people that do want a more traditional MOBA experience, they they can they can go on that. I, I think I'd quite like that. I just want more speedsters. Just bring speedsters back and actually make them relevant. Yeah, like it's the the speedster thing's a bit of a strange one for me because I, I do play as some of the speedsters. So Zerora, I quite like that, and um, Greninja isn't technically a speedster, but I kind of think no. it should be because of it's a bit like for me the speedsters tend to be the ones with abilities that that allow them to get in and out quite quickly, and Greninja's one of them because of double team or smoke screen. Um, I, I, so there was there was a point where speedsters got completely inim- eliminated from the game because they're designed to play jungle. Yes, but they you just ran attackers in the jungle. Yeah, you just ran Cinderace or Greninja in the jungle, and if you didn't, you lost. Yeah, yeah. I love um I love using Greninja in in jungle, and I think it it throws people because that's not its recommended place now. Um, but whenever I go Greninja as top or bottom lane. I I typically just get slaughtered. Whereas if I go jungle first, it means I build up enough power, and then I get to go off and and, and do my own thing. Um, I think um, one thing I would like to see is more diversity in the um, not the held items that you power up, but the I can't think of the terminology for them. The the items like the eject button and the X attack and and yes, stuff I like see that. What you're saying. Um, because it has gotten to the point where basically everyone just uses eject button. Um, mm-hmm. just to get in and out. And it's a bit of a shame when there are, what, five or six other items and yet nobody... They just aren't as good. It just aren't as good. The, the great thing about a jack button is you can. it just allows you to either get into the action quick or get away from the action quicker. That's it. It can be used offensively yes. or defensively. Whereas some of the other... Which none of the others can. No. They're not as um, adaptable. No, exactly. And unfortunately, the, the other... Like the potion at this point just... Like early game, it's good, but late game, it is useless. Uh, the- there was a point where I was playing, and I I'd see potions on people and be like, ah, new yes. Oh, I've had that before because um, I typically play ranked. Um, and I play I play on a Thursday typically with uh British and Soul over on Twitch. Um, but then throughout the week, I, I typically play on my own, and it's gotten to the point now where ranked games, I either I, t- I either win or lose, obviously, because that's the only way you can do Naturally. it. But um, the thing that infuriates me is that 90% of the games that I lose, I'm MVP. And you look at my my score and my kills, and I'm like, if I was on the other team, or if everyone was as good as me, we'd have won that. And it's getting to the point where I'm really, I'm starting to get really frustrated with ranked. And it's one of the reasons why I stopped playing, because I, I probably went on, I think, a 10-game losing streak where it wasn't because of me losing. It was because I was in a mm-hmm. bad team who I wasn't sure if they didn't know how to play or they were just playing with mons that they're not used to. I mean, if you're playing with a mon that you're not used to, surely you go in standard, right? Um, yeah, you, you, you know. you're supposed to test in yes, standard. exactly. And I, it just got to the point where I just remember just sitting there going, "What? I'm not even enjoying this. Why am I playing? And I, de- I deleted it, and it took me quite a while to come back to Unite. And I'm kind of getting to that same point again where I'm losing more than I'm winning, but I'm not losing because of my actions. And I'm still like, I'm carrying the team, but there's obviously only so much you can do on your own in a MOBA because ultimately it's a team game. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just starting to get a little bit frustrating. One one thing I do like about th- this game is 
um, you know, the slowly building up the roster of mons, um, and every mon feels unique in terms of you know how you, how you play them. Um, and I do like the different functionality. So you've got the attackers that are basically glass cannons. You've got the defenders who can tank hits like nobody's business, but they're not the strongest. You've got the the all rounders that do a bit of everything. Like I went through a phase where I absolutely love playing as Garchomp. Um, because like you were saying earlier, just the way I played it, I could level them up quite quickly. And once he's, you know, once he's attacks up and if you've got the, the item that increases your attack every time you dunk, it becomes a bit of a powerhouse. I used to love that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, well, there, there was a change, there was a change of meta at some point mm. that, uh, stacking items became a must. Yes. Oh yeah. That's, I remember right at the very beginning of the game when it came out, people were like, eh, stacking items, maybe not the best thing mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. If, Cause at least back then you weren't really scoring that much. No. Like games were a little bit backwards. They were a little bit forwards. You yeah. weren't really progressing either way until like the last couple of minutes, mm. unless somebody was getting washed. And now it's a case of like, no, stick a buddy barrier on, stick a, not a buddy barrier, stick a score shield yes. on, stick on a stacking item and just go just dunk 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 yeah. stick your two points in stick your one point in yeah. just get those going because it does ramp up I, so quickly i still don't know how that works because i i run the dunking thing on, on on all my mons so like the more i dunk the stronger my pokemon gets but i'm i'm still not sure how that works in terms of is it whenever you dunk is it the number of times you dunk or how many items or orbs you dunk Per dunk. It's every time you dunk. Oh, so there's no benefit to building up 40. You might as well do one, do one, do one. Yep. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good to know moving forward then. Oh, so this is making me want to play a, a little bit of Pokemon Unite. Um which which Pokemon would you like to see? Uh Arcanine. I'll throw that one out there. I would love Arcanine to come in as a speedster. Oh, okay, yeah. I like that. Any others? Either that either that or Yamp Champ. Oh, again, yeah, that'd be cute. Yamper and Bolton to come in again as a speedster. Yes. I just want some doggos. Or 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 Furfru in as a defender. Yeah, I can see that. Do you want your dog Pokemon? Uh, I do want my dog Pokemon. <laughs> okay, okay. So, mate, the dogs will bring me into most games. I started playing Magic the Gathering as soon as they released a dog set. That was, oh, really? That was that's, that's your weakness, <laughs> yeah. is it? It is a little oh, bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, for me... I would like to see some mons that maybe shift during battle. So maybe it starts as a defender, but then once it reaches, you know, once it evolves, it becomes an attacker just so you could mix mix it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And just like more unique things like that. One of the mons that I have yet to play as, but I love is, um, oh, what's the one with all the rings and whatnot? Um, Hooper. Hooper, yes. Uh, do, do you know anything about him in Unite? I know Hooper, when it was brought in, was told it was going to be meta-defining, and then everybody tried to play it, and nobody knew how to play yeah. it, and it just went to the backstages, yes. and then occasionally you will jump into a match where somebody knows yes. how to play Hooper yeah. and teleports their Everyone, entire yeah. team to the other side of the map yeah. suddenly, and it's like, oh, that's how you do that. I Yeah, we just got ruined. Yeah, you've um, <laughs> you've hit the nail on the head with Hooper, is that the, in most games, you play with somebody who they don't know how to play it. And then every now and again, you get somebody who, like you say, is teleporting your entire party where they need to go, switching things around, moving items. Um, every now and again, you get a really good, really good Hooper player. I think one thing I, I like is, um, you know, a couple of more mons that are a bit more advanced in terms of, 
you know, they're a bit more difficult to master, but once you get an understanding of what's under the hood, um, they're a lot they're a lot more useful. I think in terms of mons I'd like to see as well. Obviously I would love to see um Meganium. Uh is it is probably a tank. I'd imagine it'd be quite a tanky mon yep. that maybe maybe one of those mons that's tanky but also helps to heal your team. I think that'd be quite useful. Um that makes sense to me, yeah. In terms of other mons, I would love to see some um, Pokemon that have split evolutions or can change. Like, go on. I, w- I was going to say, I was going to bring this similar I- thing up because I, when I used to play Unite, I played with Baker. Mm. Um, and we would play for like four, five, six hours throughout the night kind of thing until stupid o'clock in the morning and then realize we'd been shouting at each other for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Probably should give it a rest um but he he brought this up the idea of split evolutions like mm. maybe uh lichen rock yeah so depending yes. on how you played depended on which form you got so you'd have like the midnight form might be more of an attacker whereas the midday form was more of an all-rounder perhaps yeah and it just depended on like did you score more points or did you get more kills yeah I like that. I I I would love to see. That. I, I I'm a bit disappointed with how they went with Eevee because that should have yep. that should have done that function where it was like okay, depending on how you play or what items you've got equipped or you know just in the middle of battle you go okay right do I want Umbreon or Espeon uh, that are maybe more tanky or do I want to go for Sylveon which is more of a support role or you know what we're falling a bit behind I need someone that's a bit more offensive and I'll go for Jolteon or Flareon or Vaporeon I'd have I'd have loved to have seen that and I wish we could still see more of that with um you know maybe some of the Pokemon that have uh Alolan or Galarian um evolutions where or, or different stone evolutions like Gloom for example where you can be a bit more you can choose in the middle of battle based on what is happening. I, I'd love to see that. Um, in terms yeah, of you, you, you can decide when the same way you do. You choose your moves when you evolve. Yeah. You decide which way you want to go. So, oh uh, well, we're actually falling behind a little bit on points. I'll go Vile Plume, who's a little bit more offensive. Or actually, we could do with some healing. Mm-hmm. I'll go Blossom, who's a little bit more support. Yeah. Yeah. That be that I'd, I'd love that. Um, speaking of Pokemon that we have have had have had confirmed for the Pokemon one year anniversary, do you know who these are? Uh, Delphox? Uh, no, I don't think. Oh no, is already know, in De- it. Oh, Delphox is already yeah. in it. Well, that was the last one I knew uh, okay. about. So there you go. I think there's been a couple of Pokemon since since Delphox, but the new ones that have been confirmed for the uh release is glacian which i think is out as of this re- recording being released um the next which and i knew glacian was coming eventually they're going to have all the evolutions and all the starters like that is going to happen so that that's that's not a shock um the next one was a real eye opener for me i was like wait what buzzwall is, is that how you pronounce it buzzwall buzzwall yeah 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 yeah. yeah. okay it, interesting very interesting because it's a it, it's obviously an ultra beast so you'd like to think it's going to be quite, you know, powerful. Buzzfall will kind of play like a Machamp that's fully evolved from the start, I can yeah. only imagine. I could, I could see that. I don't know a lot about that Mon. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that one works. Because it's it's a Mon that you look at, and I, I like to think, well, it's quite tanky, but also it's very 
physically offensive as well, but I don't quite know how they balance that. So maybe it's, it's all offense. Yeah. All the time. Oh, okay. Right. So it's going to be an attacker. It seems like. And then the next mon, which um, I was confident was going to come at, at some point, was Tyrannosaur. Hmm. Because I can. I that has surely got to be a tank, right? I don't know. You can see it as an all-rounder. Yeah. I, I do, the only reason I see it as a tank is because of its, it's being a rock typing. They're quite, you know, typically have good defense. Um, I don't, what I don't want is, you know, whenever they release a, a pseudo, they all kind of play the same. I want this to stand apart from Dragonite, and Dragonite isn't very defensive. So I'd love to see Tyrantar go the opposite way, where it is very defensive um and fill in that niche uh and if you want a if you want a defensive pseudo then they need to bring out metagross oh that i was thinking about this the other day actually i would love that i would absolutely love it you know what? i'm i'm a bit amazed that although metagross would be a weird one because it would be one of those that would take a really long time to come online yes like garchomp yeah but a defender that takes a while to come online is it's a yeah it, it is a it is a little bit um, because typically you need your defenders at the start and you need your offensive mods uh-huh. at, at, at the end. Um, we, um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm a bit amazed we haven't got shinies in there yet. I thought that would have been something they implemented in some way, you know, monetize it, get a bit of cash from it. Uh, I'm a bit amazed we haven't got that. It's, I'm surprised it's not even just a skin. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so we also have, as part of the one-year anniversary, three other mons that are coming but they haven't been announced yet so they'll all be available from september um if you've got any guesses as to what you think they might be i am lost honestly i couldn't even imagine where they'd go i think i think there's going to be probably another evolution i think that'll probably be one of them i think one of them will probably be a starter and maybe one of them will be a legendary pokemon um how quickly do you think they will include a scarlet and violet pokemon when when's when's that come out november okay i surely it's got to be you know the same week probably the even okay you reckon that soon uh, I I even mean a week before or a week after because a week before allows you to get to grips with one of the mons and be oh, I love this mon Oh, I'm, I can get this mon in, in, you know, the new games. I'm going to do that. Um, or after, because it's kind of a reminder to people that, oh, the game's out, by the way. You can go and get it. Oh, this Pokemon's in it. I, I surely, like, if I was their marketing team, I'd be hot on that and going, yeah, we we need at least one mon from the new games in that in in Pokemon Unite around launch time. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, you've, you've asked me what Pokemon I want to see in there now. My head is full of things. Like, Hisuian Zoroark would be really cool to see in there. Yeah. Alolan Exeggutor would be really fun to see in there. Oh, that would be, be fantastic, that would, just because of its size and how that would function. Obviously, yeah. they'd, they'd figure it out, but that would be interesting. I don't think. But that's about as much as I've got to say on that series. Okay. Fair enough, then. Um, very quickly, uh, one of the things they are introducing is uh, apparently a new battle mode called Boss Rush, where you work with your teammates to try and take down a boss as quickly as possible. So that sounds like it's nothing to do with a MOBA. Um, so that'll be interesting. 
And then all the other anniversary stuff is basically just things you can wear, which is just Pokemon Unite in it. Things you can buy. Yeah, things- Spend your money here today. That's basically it. Right, okay. Shall we move on to Pokemon Journeys? Let's do it. Let's us do it. So, uh, as always, me and Connor are going to uh, discuss the latest three episodes of Pokemon Journeys that we have watched. Uh, hopefully, you are following along and can take part. Um, so, episode 17, kicking it from here into tomorrow. I did not like this episode. Okay, how come? A uh, couple of reasons. Okay. Team Rocket are like I don't understand what they're doing. I in, yeah in this episode yeah. at all. They're kind of wasting time, and I was not a fan of them. Okay, and Go is the worst. Yeah, he's a bit of a bit of an ass in this, isn't he? He is. Like what? I yes. really, really did not like yeah. him. And I get like the story you're trying to set up here. Yeah, but it was just pushed way too hard. He's just so rude. He and is mean so and unpleasant. I've got one of the quotes from him, and I've just put brilliant advice from Go, uh, who says, "If you can't do something, give it up." Fantastic advice to be giving to children watching this show, don't you think? What? Well, it's it's obviously meant to be the wrong advice, and that's yeah. the whole point of it. But what really wound me up was that Ash never calls him out. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, Go is being downright mean at parts to Score Bunny. Yeah. Where he, like, yes. grabs him by the face, and it's like, you can't do this. Yes. Stop. And I'm like, Come Ash, on. Like, step, step in. in. Because if that was, if that... It, it's a bit annoying. If it was any yes. other trainer, he'd have done it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it was some rando on the street, he'd be like, "Oi, you, what you doing?" Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And it's, it's a bit, bit infuriating, really, because like the Darmanitans in there, like, and it kind of seems to take the Big Brother role at first, and then it starts to laugh at Score Bunny. So surely, the way around that is maybe have the Darmanitan be the, you know, be the bully, be the bully in that scenario, and kind of, you know, just. You know, like basically making out the score bunny's like the worst fire Pokemon, and Darmantan's more like, go choose me. Like I, I've got fire moves ready to go, and Go is trying to support score bunny. And then what you could do is later on tie that in where you know Darmantan starts to come to an understanding and realize, okay, that was the wrong thing to do. I should be supporting my, you know, it goes over Pokemon and you know become friends with score bunny. I, I would have preferred to. To have seen that. Um, what I didn't like is they even tried to redeem Go at the end, where he's like, oh, well, Scorbunny doesn't know I've got all these battle strategies like, put together with our moves. And I'm like, that's not an excuse. No. Just because you've planned to have quick attack and double kick doesn't mean this poor thing who is trying his absolute yes. hardest to learn Ember. And you can see it in his face. That's all he wants. He wants to learn Ember. Yeah. And you're just not supportive of it. And it, oh, it wound me up. Yeah, I can, I can really understand that. really upset me, actually. I, I can completely agree with that. And it, it shows the difference between Ash and Go, where Go's talking about all these battle strategies and stuff. And we, we might not know this, but as far as I'm aware, it seems like he's not spoken to Scorbunny about these tactics yet, whereas... Ash with his Pokemon, when he talks about the tactics and the plans that they've got in place, it feels a lot more like, yeah, I've sat down with the Pokemon, I've kind of gone through the strategy, we're on the same wavelength, and that's what we're going to do, and it's completely, uh, a complete, you know, difference to how Go seems to be going with 
his Pokemon. And I think kind of I I think this season is going to end up with Go realizing, yeah, battling isn't my thing. Um It's not his thing, but he's he failed to be a partner this yeah. episode. Yeah. He he acted as if I am the trainer, you are the Pokemon, I am right, you are wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's not it's not how it is. And I get it. He's book smart. He hasn't got the emotional capability that Ash has. That's why they complement each other so well. Yeah. Which again is why I'm so annoyed that Ash didn't step in. Yeah. You know, go 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 learn his lesson, quote unquote, on his own. I don't yeah. think he learned his lesson by the end of this, which no. is also kind of annoying. So to me, just because he's like, Oh, well, I actually figured out a way that you could use a fire move because I'm that smart. And it's like Yes. You should have come together on this. You should have there should have been there should be more here. Definitely. I but, think... Go on, go on. No, it, it is. I'm just going over the same thing again. Okay. I'm, I'm wound up. So, <laughs> so um, I've got a few notes outside of the, the, the uh, score bunny story here, but, mm-hmm. I, but I, I want to keep on the score bunny um, um, train that we've got going on because score bunny evolves um, mm-hmm. uh, and... We get Reboot, and straight away, Reboot just isn't... It doesn't seem interested in in Go and being... It kind of, like, walks away, and you you get this look, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying not to spoil it, because I know what comes in the next couple of episodes, but straight... He's a moody teenager. He is a moody teenager, but part of me thinks... So I had two thoughts. One is, oh, it's the new Charizard, right? Like, how Charizard mm-hmm. was in the original... Um, but one thing that I liked is that, okay, how Raboot is in the next couple of episodes is, is directly related to Go's attitude this episode. So at least it feels like despite, you know, the Ash not pointing out and Go being an absolute jackass, at least in the next couple of episodes, I I kind of thinking, okay, they may go like this for a reason this episode. And there's a through line in terms of, you know, character growth and development that is yet to come at least i hope that's what's going to happen i don't know my worry is that like he evolves into rabu mm. and then that's just it it's like oh well now that you're being sassy i'm allowed to be sassy back and i was like oh, that's, no, no that's not a lesson you're supposed to be taking away from that no no definitely not um let's move away from score bunny though but i do have a couple of other um other comments on this uh ash and go search for a pokemon in the city they can't find one um i mean they've obviously not played pokemon go because if they're in a city they should be finding pokemon left right and center right that's that's where the pokemon are they're not out in the wilds they're all in the city apparently so um are team rocket really evil like i've they've been good when it matters in the past like sometimes they're just they're just comically good. It's like it's they're they're chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. I like that. Yes, I, I can get behind that. Um, I love that Go doesn't know what a phone booth is, and I can definitely. Oh, it made me. Feel, yeah, Meowth's like, how old are yeah, we? Yeah, we're not that old. <laughs> um, but like that. Felt that one. Yes, I I felt that one as well. Um, Tootle looks intimidating in game. In the anime, however, uh, really cute. Yeah, Toodle's adorable. Yeah, I'd, I'd happily have one of them. Um, I like the way it just bites onto Jessie's yes, hair all the time. it's so cute. Oh, is this the episode where she launches it by flipping her hair? Or is that a later one? 
No. Is that a later that? one? That was an earlier one. It was it? it? Oh right. No, 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 no. Oh, I forget. No, 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 no. no. It's this one because she goes up. She has because this is the thing, right? Chutel. I feel when I get this idea that they designed Chutel to be part of Team Rocket, like that was going to be their Pokemon this year, okay, or this season, yeah, or this series, and then they decided actually we're going to do this like. Uh, they're not actually going to have Pokemon. They're going to have this Gachapon machine. Yeah. And then it's like, well, hang on. We've got this really cool idea of Jesse and Chootle. Oh, well, I guess every time a Chootle's on screen, we'll have that, and then we won't for the rest of it. Okay. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see if this Chootle does appear more then, because obviously you've seen a lot more than me, haven't you? I have, but yeah. as I've been watching through this, I remember, I realize how much I haven't remembered. Oh, okay. Uh, the only other comment is, we've been saying the last couple of uh, podcasts that Ash is a better trainer, but he opts to use a quick attack against a polyrath and not an electric type move. Uh, I'm sure he had his reasons. I don't know what those reasons are. He wanted to put it off balance before he hit it with an electric oh, move. Oh, okay, right. Mm. I'll... <laughs> but he is a better trainer, he is. which we find out in the next episode. Yes, Destination Coronation. Um, it Surge's replacement. I was like, oh, okay, I'm on board with this. Um, and I was kind of thinking, oh, okay, they're just going to turn up, he's going to battle. But there's quite a lot of reference to the first series. Yes, which is very much so. Which I didn't expect. I was like, oh, he's just going to go there. And Ashton might make a passing comment. Oh, I've been here before to go, and, and that'd be it. And no, there's like the the apparently Surge is talking about him. Yeah. This one kid from well, earlier on this year, I guess. Well, apparently so. Old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that idea. He's like, well, this guy came in with a Pikachu and I wiped the floor with him. Yes. And then he left and he came back. And suddenly the Pikachu was really strong and he stuck his tail into the ground yeah. and grounded out the yeah. electricity that was yeah. thrown around. Yeah. It was really cool. I, lo- I absolutely loved it. Um, and we've got to talk about how they get there first, um, can't it? So I just made a note like, oh, the, the running all the way there is a joke. I think they do run all the way there. <laughs> just they are in. They're in Vermilion. No, they're in Viridian. They're in Viridian. And they make it to Vermilion. Um, oh, okay. That is actually a bit of a trick. Yeah. Depending on which way you go. I suppose in the games that you're you're more, it's more linear and streamlined. Whereas I'd imagine it is just a, a couple of hills over, isn't it? In- or even Viridian, you go what, no, you're up they- into Brock, across into Cerulean. And then you got to go through the cave. Yeah. But, like, you can't even go right because that's where oh, no, Cycle no, 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 Path no. You is. Come da- you come down from Cerulean. I lied. Yes. You come straight down from Cerulean. Still a bit of a track, though, but to still, run. You're going three towns over. Yes. Yeah. And the, the, anyway, they just run all the way there. Um, so, um, obviously, we get the, the battle. But for me, like, this, the hype started before that because of the build-up. I don't know what it was. That it was the music. It was the Rotom communicating and accepting the challenge. You know, finding out the right she was also personally trained by Lieutenant Surge. And obviously you see um, like the holes on the wall and you're like, okay, what's that about? And there's another trainer there first who loses that. There's just this build up and, and it builds and it builds and it builds to the point where I'm thinking before this battle's even started going, I'm not actually confident Ash will win this. I think this could nice. go either way because i'm thinking going okay this is this is if this had been just a regular trainer and ash 
Well, if this had been a regular train, I wouldn't be thinking that. I'd be like, oh, Ash is going to just whoop this one. But like straight away when Ash is saying, oh, I'm going to go for someone really high up, I was thinking, well, that could also backfire and maybe it could be a lesson that Ash needs to start at the bottom with some of the easier trainers and build up his team maybe. But no, Ash just decides, yeah, I'm just going to go for like, what, one of the top 1,000 or something like that? 2,000. 2,000. He's just going to just gonna go for it. Um. And what I what I did like is when the battle starts and Ash tries to use the same tactics as is in the original. Uh-huh. And they're prepared for with, it. With the with the addition of Iron Tail, yes. but yeah. And they're prepared for it. And what what's really cool is the fact that so Pikachu used to know Vault Tackle. Yeah. So that's that's a move that he's well accustomed to and knows how it works and knows that it will do damage to the Raichu. So like holding off and just grounding out that electricity, taking it straight on is actually going to do more damage to the Raichu than it will to you. Mm. So it's a it's a smart strategy, but as you say, they were straight prepared for it. I want I want to I want to very quickly, if I can, mm. go back to just before all of this, okay, and bring up again that Go is the worst. What does he do? He's Remind a really me bad on. friend. Remind me on what's he do? So they're running towards Ash's first coronation match. Mm-hmm. He has, and this is his mate who is like, well, let's just go out into the city and find you a Pokemon. Let's travel to whatever continent and find you a Pokemon. And he goes, I'm going to go for my first coronation match and go seize a freaking Spearow. Oh, yes. And it's like, oh, you know what? That's more important to yeah, me. That, that rare, He's a bad friend. That rare and legendary Pokemon that he'll never have an opportunity to catch again if he misses it. A Spearow. Yep. Um, and you know what? I think Raboot knows because it's giving funny looks to go. And uh-huh. it makes me... I'm trying to figure out what... Is it this... It's sick of goes amateurish. Does he want a better trainer? That's the kind of vibe I'm getting from this, where it's been, it's seen Ash and where he's at, and then it sees where goes at, and mm-hmm. and it's at the stage where it's thinking, now nah, I I want to be I want to be in the big leagues, battling all these difficult Pokemon with a trainer that knows how to somebody who can bring out my potential. Yes, and honestly, like. I'm the last episode in this episode. I'm just getting like this feeling that as the story progresses, Raboot's going to end up on Ash's team via Go just going, you know what? Yeah, this isn't for me. You know, Ash, like Raboot deserves someone as good as you. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. I don't know if the, I don't know if the, the people that create and write the show would be brave enough to do that because that is a really difficult subject to cover for children back in the diamond and pearl series Mm. dawn had a weasel both ash and dawn went for this weasel and dawn caught it first yeah um but dawn was a contest uh, Ah, person she did contests um and this weasel was just not about it just it was like i don't it wasn't enjoying it. It didn't want to do it. It was a battler. It was a hardcore battler. That's what it wanted to do with its life. And eventually they decided, well, let's do a trade. I'll give you a Pokemon that oh, okay. is happy to be in contests, and I'll take this Buizel who wants to fight. Mm. So it's it's been done before. Okay, right. So we might see that again. That'll be interesting. Um, let's let's continue with the actual battle. Um, one of the things that I I love that reflect when it's just so beautiful, that rainbow color. Um, mm. Works more like Protect, though, but 
fine show i'll whatever um but it was absolutely gorgeous and it was great to see gengar in is this his first battle with ash like commanding it yes yes um just to see a ash just be an absolute natural with gengar and understanding how strong it is but gengar seems so confident and powerful like it has been waiting for an opportunity just to just to go to town on a Pokemon, and it uses its its ghost type and ability to pass through objects to just cause so much trouble for Raichu. I love it. It's got a really cool move set as well: mm. Nightshade, Ice Punch, yes. Psychic. Yeah, it's really nice. It is absolutely fantastic. Now, at this point, I don't know how how you were because you've obviously seen this before. I was still nervous. Uh, I was actually nervous, thinking, okay. This is going too well for Ash. I mm-hmm. I think he might lose this. I think it might be a case of, you know, this is the first hurdle in his ch- in his challenge in the coronation ceremony. Uh, coronation. Well, he never wins the first gym. No, no, typically, typically not. No. Um. So of course she brings out the electrode. I'm like, okay, right. So this because I was thinking, what is the second Pokemon going to be? And I should have clued in, because obviously there are the holes on the walls, and the Electrode comes out. And I still haven't put two and two together as to the, the Electrode and how it's going to, to battle. And then it just... like It's like a pinball. It's yep. just ding, 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 just all... And it makes sense for that Pokemon. Like how it would... Electrode is very fast. Yes, and it makes sense how it would... But it would use that momentum and just being ground so it can just go 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 to to really cause issues and it does for the gengar i mean i don't know why the gengar doesn't pass through the electrodes but yeah i did think uh, <laughs> because it's using rollout which is a rock type move oh see this is why i love doing this with you because you point out things that i don't no, or don't because I thought about, about the exact yes. same thing, and I was like, "Wait, is it using rollout? Because that's technically a rock move, and that would mean you couldn't pass through it." And then later on, she does go electrode use rollout. I was like, "Yes, okay, oh. right, that makes sense." And it does make sense why rollout would do that much damage to the walls because those of the that follow the games, rollout increases in damage each turn, mm-hmm. and it's like the perfect move for electro because it just, especially in the anime and, and how it is slightly different than the games where because of its, you know, roundness, it can just build up speed and keep going. Um, but obviously that... I like I like the addition of Magnet Rise as well. Yes, and, I forgot and about that. the of like, well, we're an electric type gym. People come in here with their yes. ground type Pokemon and think they can sweep us. Yeah. So we taught it Magnet Rise. That's great. So the ground type moves on affect us. And I like that's so smart. So clever. It's I really like that little little addition. I completely forgot about that. And we have to talk about how Ash eventually wins then. Um <laughs> thinking outside the box. Thinking as, he does. as he does, as he does. So um Pikachu jumps on the electrode and starts to run the other way. Uh, which causes Electro to become <laughs> uh, confused, I'd imagine. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just, just disorientated, did, at yes. least. So Ash ends up winning, and one of the nice little additions I liked was Ash wins, but then Electrode can't control Aftermath. Has the ability Aftermath, yeah. which is really... I, I love when they bring abilities into, yes. the game, into the anime. It's a nice little addition that, again, I didn't expect. It, it makes me question... It's, it seems like it's not something it can control either. It's just 
automated. No. It's like when it builds up too much power or takes too much damage, that's just what it does. And it probably explains why the gym is in such a... a Disrepair. Yeah, to the <laughs> point where, you know, the, the two helpers, whatever the, whatever their names are, are like hoovering up glass. But that'd take forever. Yeah. <laughs> just the state of that gym. And it makes sense. The gyms would be an absolute mess just with the different pokemon the different abilities the different attacks that they use like if you bring like i know she mentioned about you know having magnet rise and that's because pokemon come with ground type moves but that implies that you know trainers will come in and use you know moves like earthquake that mm. surely just wreck the 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 entire arena and i can understand why you know probably why they need cleaners on hand to be honest with you well, she has a fight at the beginning against that trainer who she yes. beats. And it's her Raichu that blows all the glass yes. in the ceiling out with its electric moves. Yeah. And then you see the Rotom come in through, <laughs> through the, the broken, broken glass, glass layer. <laughs> it's a nice little addition. I love that. Um, so, yeah. So, Ash, Ash wins, deserves the win, uh, and shoots up in the rankings. So he's already jumped 7,000 places or so. Yeah, so Ash is not messing around. He's already off to a fantastic start. And it kind of, what I love about that is it shows Ash's character, whereas other trainers might go for people who are more their level. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and to be fair, that is what Ash does. He, he, he is better than, you know, a lot of the people in that, in that bottom couple of rungs probably will be, you know, new people starting out. And Ash has been on several journeys. Um, but. I think it's one of the, one of the something to praise the writers for, where they think, right, okay, let's try and mix this up, and you know, Ash is more competitive and capable, and let's let him go against the more difficult trainers, and therefore we can have better matches as well on on screen. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't have to just fight randos in the street. Exactly. He can, he can hunt down people effectively. Hmm. I love it. Uh, let's move on to the next one. A talent for imitation. Um, I think this was one of the episodes I told you I was looking forward to. Oh, okay. Right. Tell me more about it then. Set the scene. So I, I, I like this. I like this ditto. I like... So I like Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think they are portrayed really weirdly in this season. Okay. A lot of their comedy doesn't necessarily land for me. Like in the last episode, or in the first episode we covered today, uh, the one with the re- evolving into Raboot, they do this whole like game of oh, let's say something evil, and the first person to say something good goes oh, out. Yes. Like I wasn't into that. Yeah. It, it wasn't funny. I I understand that I'm not the target audience for it, but it wasn't funny, and I don't really get where they were trying to go with that. And they do the same thing in this episode, where like James turns around, he's like, "Oh yeah, I sniff my feet to calm down." I'm like, what the? Uh, okay. What? <laughs> what are you going on about? But I like them breaking character. I like them doing good things. Yes. Yes. They are fun to be around when they do good things. And some of the animation for them is gorgeous. Oh, yes. When they do like the real nice close ups and they're all in that dark shadow and stuff like that, it's like, ooh, mm. ooh, you go, animator. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, um, just to kind of so so basically what what's happening is Ash and Go decide they get mo- they get uh, tickets don't they to see the filming of something with a, a God of War, um, yeah twin God of Wars shot by Kublock yes not Kubrick Kublock I, I like what they did there and one of the God of Wars um, is a is actually a ditto and doesn't actually have the ditto eyes to start with 
So, the so does this imply that basically any dittos that transform and are imperfect, usually the eyes give it away. So okay, so this is this is something that's wound me up for years. Okay, right? the original episode with a ditto mm-hmm. in it was the copycat episode. Yes, and that ditto couldn't transform properly. That kept its face. It couldn't yes. mimic properly like uh, okay. all other dittos can. Okay. It failed to transform all the way. Unfortunately, people loved it so much oh, oh. that it's kind of that's the, that's crept the into a, oh, well, it's kind of always a thing, except from sometimes when it isn't. Okay. You know, it was one of the things that really wound me up in the Detective Pikachu movie. Mm. Mm. You've got the ditto who A, transforms into a human, which is like, uh, okay. that's dodgy territory. Yeah. I don't know it's we where, need to get into. It's wearing glasses, isn't it? It's wearing glasses yes. and takes off the glasses and had the eyes. And it's like, no, that's not how Ditto works. Yeah. All Dittos can do it. It was one who couldn't. And then this one, to be fair, is having stage fright. Yes. Is having anxiety attacks, basically. Yeah. Uh, because Kublok is insane. Y- yes. He's, he's not the best <laughs> best director. Um, I, I What I do like about this is... Um, the fact that it's it's you know stage fright, nervousness, under pressure, whatever it might be, it isn't just the eyes that get affected. It's it just can't perfectly replicate a another monster to the point where at one point it becomes like a chubby glacian, doesn't it? Chubby glacian, you get the salamence with the curly spring That's tail it. with the flower yeah, on the end. Yeah, I, I I love that. I love where they can just play around with the Pokemon designs a a little bit, um, and. Obviously, this this causes Team Rocket to use it as they would um, as an opportunity to steal other Pokemon, um, and at one point they do it to Pikachu as, as as well, where they do you know Pokemon under the hat or whatever it is. And what I did love is the fact that Ash straight away knows that's not my Pikachu. That is that is yeah. not my Pikachu, and he doesn't budge. He doesn't back down. And just he, he, I just, I just love his character in in these last couple of episodes where he really is. Even though he's still a ten year old boy or whatever age he is, he's he's quite mature and level headed. Yeah, as they say, he's got a level of emotional maturity about him mm. as well. And there is a connection between him and his Pokemon that most people in the world kind of don't understand. Yes. And and that becomes more clear as the series goes on is that he really is just in tune. He's on that wavelength with them. Yeah. Probably more so than he is with most people. Definitely. Definitely. Um, have you got anything else for that episode? No, I just really enjoy it. As I say, I think Team Rocket being wacky good guys. <laughs> the idea of like, and oh no, the only thing that could take us out is a thunderbolt. <laughs> what? Are you listening? Take out a thunderbolt. I love it. <laughs> like, very good. I love it. Uh, Connor, can you guess what's coming up next? Is it the guessing it game? It is the guessing game. It is. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Connor, we, we need to get you three out of three uh, at some point. Oh, so, at some point. For those of you uh, playing along, like, uh, have you noticed people have started pointing in the, like, the YouTube comments? I quite like that. People playing along as that's, well. That's exactly what we yeah, want. It's ex- yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, while you're there, leave a like as well. Um, anyway, um, for those of you that might be new to this, um, in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each, and Connor has to spot the fake 
entry. Are you ready to get started? Let's. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. So the first Pokemon <laughs> is Scorbunny. Uh, a warm-up of running around gets fire energy coursing through this Pokemon's body. Once that happens, it's ready to fight at full power. Next Pokedex entry. It says, mm, no, it has special pads on the back of its feet and one on its nose. Once it's raring to fight, these pads radiate tremendous heat. And the final Pokedex entry, it refuses to stand still. When excited or angry, it will run on the spot, expelling heat from the soles of its feet. I think that first one was fake. Hmm? What outcome? It just, it just, I don't know. I heard it and I was like, nah. Okay. Uh, it, it, the first one is, is true. Uh, it was the third oh, one. On. It was the third one. The third one was. It was fake. the third one that perfectly referenced exactly what happened in the episode. <laughs> I've done that a couple of times now. I'm a bit amazed you've not picked up on it, uh, but I'm going to have to change this up, aren't I? Um, so the second Pokemon is Grookey. When it uses its special stick to strike up a beat, the sound waves produced carry revitalizing energy to the plants and flowers in the area. The next one, it attacks with rapid beats of its stick. As it strikes with amazing speed, it gets more and more pumped. And the final Pokedex entry, it loves music. When listening, it can't help but drum along to the beat with its special stick. With its special stick? Its special stick, apparently. Um. Oh, it's between two and three, so fifty-fifty. The second one. Oh no, it was the third one. <laughs> you were of course you, it was. You, <laughs> stupid special, <laughs> stupid special stick. Uh, okay. The third <laughs> and five. It does actually say special. Is it Sobble. <laughs> it is Sobble. Yes. Okay. Does it say special stick? Where does it, it say special? It says stick? in the Pokedex entry. It says special stick. One hundred percent. Okay. I don't know what's special about it. It, it. To me, it just looks like a stick. But apparently, the... well, I think it's special to it. Ah, that's the okay, point. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so the third and final Pokemon, uh, you're right, is Sol. You don't get a point for that. Uh, but can you get a point? Boo, boo this man! <laughs> can you get a point for the Pokedex entries? So, uh, when scared, this Pokemon cries. Its tears pack the chemical punch of 100 onions, and attackers won't be able to resist weeping. The second Pokedex entry. When it gets wet, its skin changes color, and this Pokemon becomes invisible, as if it were camouflaged. And the third and final. It's the third one. It's the third one. Let me read it first. Small and timid, it's rarely seen as it likes to hide just below the surface of ponds. When confronted, it would rather retreat than fight. It's the third one. Are you sure? Yes. Why do you think that? Because the the other two are things I know it does. So that's it. Okay. <laughs> You're right. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> you are right. It was the third one. And I thought you were going to just say, well, the last two were the third one. So this is going to be the third one. Oh, no. I wasn't, I wasn't even anywhere near that smart. I just <laughs> knew the first two were accurate. Okay. Well, <laughs> and part of my head was like, well, hang on. He does read all of the Pokedex entries, but I don't know if you would reword something that's in the Pokedex no, entry. So no. for instance, yeah. So that, that's the, that's kind of what I've got sometimes is a case of like, I know that's true. I know that's true. Okay. Not necessarily I know what the Pokedex entries are, mm. but I know that it cries and causes other people to cry. I know that it can kind of turn invisible in water. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, so well done. Typically, you're right. What I don't do is like take three Pokedex entries and reword one, reword one because then technically I will 
try to write something based on mm -hmm. the description in Bulbapedia or something like that. And then I'll scroll down to the Pokedex entries and I'll pick out two true ones. And there have been a couple ah, of times okay. where whatever I've written comes dangerously close to what a Pokedex entry already is. So I have to go back and change it because I don't want it to be so similar to the Pokedex entry. I want it to stand out and definitely be, be fake. Um, so one out of three. Uh, but a convincing one out of three. But a convincing one out of three. You definitely knew what you were doing on that last <laughs> one. So you just need to apply yourself next time and bring that to all oh, three and you'll it's, nail it's it. Right? every school report I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's really smart. He just needs to apply himself. Okay. Just apply himself. Oh, brutal. Um, right, okay. Let's move on to letters and comments. Uh, we've got one question this week from YouTube. Uh, what is a moment where you replayed a game and had a sudden realization of, I don't remember the character saying that as a kid, and it changes your view on a plot point or the character? And this comes from Rising Phoenix. Now, before we started this, you were thinking about this. Have you got one yet or not? I have, but I'm going to let you go first, if that's okay. Okay, okay. Mine is uh, Zidane from Final Fantasy IX. So I used to love that game growing up as a kid. Uh, recently played it on the channel as a randomizer. And there are so many red flags coming from Zidane that I kind of can't root for him anymore. He does things like he basically tries to con uh, one of the women into a date uh, by basically jumping on the edge of the cliff and, and making out he'll jump if he doesn't do it. Gross. Uh, at one point, he, cra he, he, he touches her bum without permission or anything like that. Um, he, he just has a lot of red flags, unfortunately, and it kind of ruined his character. And don't get me wrong, by the end, he kind of comes around and there is a bit of character development there. But by the end of the game, I still can't tell if he's interested in the princess because, you know, fame and fortune, uh, and uh, or if it is just the latest fling and he's going to move on. So it kind of, it kind of ruined the character for me a little bit. That makes sense. I mean, it is. It was. Uh, it was a different time. It sucks it to was. say, but it was a different time, and it's it's from a different country. Yes, which there. I'm not. I'm not saying it happens over there, but from how it's portrayed in anime, for example, makes me think it's quite at least it's prevalent, or at least that's yeah. The portrayal of, of it is not frowned yes, upon as much. Yes, exactly. Whereas you couldn't get away with that over over here like that is no yeah and and it was like what 20 odd yeah, years exactly. ago um i'm yeah. not saying that what makes I... it okay i'm just saying no definitely not as as an explanation <laughs> yes what about yours so mine is slightly complicated because there's very few games that i've gone back and played from my childhood i was like oh spyro okay. is there anything in there but nothing that's like changed the way i view the game but I've been mm -hmm. recently watching through the Halo series that's coming oh, out. Oh, okay. Right? Yes. So it's actually, it's pretty good, actually. I'm really enjoying mm -hmm. it. Um, but there's, without spoiling anything for any of you who want to watch it, there's an artifact, which is quite clearly a forerunner artifact. And when Master Chief touches it, it activates. When other people touch it, it doesn't. And it's okay. changed my way of thinking about a line that was in Halo 3. So this is what I okay. said to you earlier about this being tangentially related to the question, but it has changed okay. the way I think about that game. So in Halo 3, right at the very end, uh, Spark343 turns around mm -hmm. to you and says, you, you are Forerunner. Mm. And that always meant to me 
the humans are the ancestors of the forerunners, which they, they kind yeah. of are in a weird roundabout way. When when the halo rings went off, which were designed to wipe out the flood, yes. the forerunners murder-suicided them, basically, and took themselves out. But they left a genome behind that eventually became humans. So humans are forerunners. Whereas I'm watching this series and it's like, oh no, you're a blessed one. And it's like, well, does that mean that Master Chief himself is forerunner and not humans are a forerunner? Is, hmm. hmm. So yeah, it made me change the way I think about those games now. And I, I will say I never really played through, I think I got most of the way through four, never played five or anything past that. No, no, but, I stopped after after three, so I'm a bit out of the loop on the lore. But yeah, so that's uh, it's been interesting. It's been a good series though. Mm, he is wearing I'm... the wrong armor in it though, which does wind me up a little bit. Is he? Oh, yeah, okay. he's, he's wearing the Mark Six okay. armor, which he didn't get until Halo Two, and this takes place on Reach, and Reach happened way before Halo way One, so he before, should technically yes. still be in the Mark Five, if not at least the Mark Four. But this oh, is not okay. a Halo podcast; it's a Pokemon podcast. So it's, let's move it's on. Not. Let's let's move on, but I will say I d- I've watched the first two episodes of that, and I do need to watch the rest just so I can figure out if I like it or not. Uh, anyway, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com. Uh, let's quickly touch on what we're working on this week. I'm honestly not sure. I should have my collab coming out at the end of this week. Either yes. today on day of release of this video or tomorrow or sometime over the weekend. Collabs are complicated because you've got to coincide mm. at the uploads and things like that. But that should be done. And I think it's one of... I've really enjoyed the script that I did of my channel. I really enjoyed the work mm-hmm. that we did over on Toby's channel. Lewis has gone above and beyond with this one. It's really? incredible. <laughs> so my video covers theoretical physics. Ooh, okay right okay jeez and he's had to illustrate theoretical no, physical really? concepts it, oh he's done God. a fantastic job of it like it's it's amazing i'm looking forward to all the responses to this one i think it's some of the best work we've to ever done okay great okay i'm i'm looking forward to when that drops um i've just dropped my blue tack um i'm not <laughs> i just like to fiddle with stuff when oh I'm no i'm the exact um, same i have a stress ball that's in the shape of a pokeball that was made ball. for me it's beautiful I love oh it. that is cool oh wow i love that um this is what i'm working on this week um i finally started pulling together the the video for that um you know the worst worst um team to take on brock so done the script recorded the script edited the script thumbnails done uh and now i'm actually just pulling together the the video which hopefully maybe next week have you have you started to, to notice quite how long these projects take for us to get done like i never Way realized until doing this podcast where it's like what are you doing this yeah. week same thing i've been doing for the last two weeks what are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah and like it, it's infuriating because like it's like the videos aren't that long they're like five ten minutes long and I'm, I'm sure it's the same for your um you know your theory videos but like the amount of effort and time into research writing yep. the script um recording it and then you have to edit the recording then obviously you have to you know put it into video format and do that and you have to do the thumbnail and this is all on top of other projects or hobbies or life that we've got going on as as well so is it any wonder that it takes like 
you know, as long as it does for us to get these things out. No, not at all. But maybe it opens people's eyes a little bit. Yeah, please, please, like, you know, bear with us. <laughs> um, and that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Uh, Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. Perfect. And I'm Ben, and you can find me as Professor Hoen on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. As for the Golden Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! I'm going to edit you out again. <laughs> oh, you absolute monster. <laughs> I want it. I'm having it. It's mine. <laughs> you can have it. Well done.